Hello, and welcome to the River Audio Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We believe God has something unique to say to you, and our hope is that you feel His love stronger today than ever before. Enjoy the message. Um, if you have your Bibles, my main text is going to be out. I'll just give you a head start. Second Kings, I'm not going to read it quite just yet, but Second Kings chapter 7, we're going to probably start at verse 3, but I'm going to lay, I'm going to lay some groundwork of what God's given me to speak this morning. And with God's help and the help of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to speak to everything this morning inside you that is ready to quit. I'm going to speak to everything inside you that is ready to give up and die. That is a little, that is some of the fire that God has put in my spirit for this morning. Ready to quit, ready to die. 
But he gave me this sermon, this message this morning called In the Morning. In the Morning. We must get going in the morning. I'll get a, I'll get a little more into the, to the photo picture here with the lion. We'll get, we'll get more into that in a minute. But I'm going to start to lay the groundwork for what God's been speaking. So let's just get right to it. We must get going in the morning. We, we must get a new focus. Something you're going to hear throughout this message this morning, as the Holy Spirit allows, is we must learn to take the day. We must learn to take the day. We must learn to take the day. A couple side notes if you're taking notes. It's time to get focused and start taking the day. Being intentional about the day, having perseverance. We'll talk more about that later. And being preparing our hearts and minds. So if you have your Bibles, 2 Kings 7. I'm going to start reading at verse 3. I'm out of the New King James, by the way. I'll be out of the New King James, so it might read a little differently. 2 Kings chapter 7, I'm going, to start, I'm going to start at verse 3. Now there were four leprous, and they said to one another, these are four men that have leprosy, and they said to one another, why do we sit here until we die? Four. If we say we enter the city, the famine is in the city. We shall die there. And if we sit here, we also die. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. Father, thank you for your word and for what it is and what it does. Bless this message as you see fit. Holy Spirit, thank you. Amen. So I want to talk about this in the morning. What is this? What is this pressing word that God is delivering? What does this mean exactly? So I got this, and I, w I want you to hear this. Every morning in Africa, a gazelle wakes up, and it knows that it must run faster than the fastest lion, or it will die. It will be killed. Every morning, a lion wakes up, and it knows it must outrun the slowest gazelle or it will starve to death. Now, chew on that for a minute. God gave me that because we must get going in the morning. And what this means, what this should mean to you and I is we've got to start learning to take the day and not let the day take us. We, we, cannot, we cannot fall victim to letting the day take us. And as a believer, how we wake up Routine and repetition, we should take a look at that as well. Because we should be waking up having the Holy Spirit first when, we're, when I'm coming out of bed, whether I feel like it or not, because most of the time you won't feel like it. God, I thank you for this day. Help me today. Father God, be with me. Holy Spirit, order my steps. Going to the job, God, I pray for everyone in this job. I pray for everyone on this property. You understand God trying to grow you and take you somewhere. We must get going in the morning. We wake, oftentimes we wake up and sometimes we have the same mindset as popular mindsets that are in the world. And the Bible tells us to be in the world, but not of it. If we are going to grow and get where God wants us to go, we have to start living differently. 
in the sense, our approach to the day has to be different. Not, woe is me. It, whatever happens, happens. No, you're a woman of God. You're a man of God. We have to have our perspective right. And oftentimes where the devil will kill you, start to kill you is identity crisis. He'll get you to forget you're a woman of God. He'll get you to forget you're a man of God. If you can start beating that up and taking that off you, then you'll slowly begin to spiritually begin to die. Here are these four men at the gate that are worried about the Syrian army, but there's more things intact. They have leprosy, which to put it in turn at that time was a skin disease that also related in a bunch of other side effects and things that came along with that. So here these four men are, and I'm setting the stage because having leprosy in that time, I got nothing to live for anyway. It's already a done deal, right? So I can only imagine the vibe. I can only imagine the vibe. And we go through things that take us down, that knock us down. To, and we start to think like this. This, this is why God's having me share this. We start to think like this. And sometimes you'll arrive at a gate that's really a crossroads. And you will have a choice. Do I sit at this gate? Not knowing that I could die at this gate. If I so choose not to advance. Even though this situation is gone. Their situation was leprosy. Yours could be something else. Put yourself in the shoes. Put yourself in the shoes. Take out leprosy, insert whatever you will. But you will always have a choice to advance or stay at the gate. To advance or stay at the gate. And why I use that, that African proverb about the gazelle and the lion? Because though they're animals, they wake up with instinct knowing what they must do. And that was powerful to me spiritually. Because I was like, spiritually, I should begin to wake up. Lord, Holy Spirit, help me wake up with an instinct and a mindset that I shall know what to do. That though I don't feel like it, I might not even want to be here right now. But God, help me. Holy Spirit, help my thoughts. It's important. From the jump of the day, don't go get halfway through the day. Now you're cooked. Your energy spent. Right? You're hangry, so now you're ticked off. Nobody can talk to you now. You miss coffee. It's a horrible day, right? No coffee, I'm hangry. Perfect makeup right there. What else, right? So why do we, we're we're waiting till half the day, all your energy spent. God, one of the things God, I believe, sent me on assignment this morning to tell you, get going in the morning. Let with God get going in the morning with God because you better believe my my enemy you better believe that Satan is not waiting but you know they just woke up you know they, they normally fall out of bed about 10 a.m you know so we'll wait till noon lunch ish no no he's wait he doesn't wait That's what gets me. I'm not giving praise to the devil. I'm not tipping his hat. I'm not giving him props. But one thing he does not do is he does not wait around for you to get it together, for me to get it together. 
So God sent me here to tell you, regardless of what's going on in your life, go on the attack, man. Get on the attack. Something happened this week at work, and I got frazzled about it, and I was praying about it. And it's almost like I heard the Holy Spirit say, why are you mad at the defense for being the defense? Let me say that again. Why are you upset at the defense? They're just doing their job. The enemy's just doing what he thinks is his job, which is to kill, steal, and destroy and fully take you out. Should you let him? Now, the word of God says the violent take the kingdom by force. Should they choose to? What does that mean? They take it by force, but I have to choose to do these things. I have to choose to get out there. I have to choose to get out front and wake up. I know this is against me. I know that's against me. If, I look, if you look at everything that's against you, baby, you will never go anywhere. You have got to start playing with the mindset of the kingdom and of your God. You have to start taking the day like that because you will always find something that's going to bring you down and make all hell break loose in your mind. And that's where the enemy starts. Pastor said it last week. I was about to throw something at him because he started preaching my sermon. He mentioned pregame last week. And I was like, talking my sports language. Back on, back on out of that. But it was good. And it was great because oftentimes as believers, we don't prepare well. We don't have a pregame. And the devil just comes out there. He doesn't do anything fancy. Same old dogs, same old tricks. He just does what he normally did, but since I don't have a pregame and I'm not ready, I'm not focused spiritually, he begins to take me out. And, and it's crazy because oftentimes we act like the devil's doing something fancy. He's not. And it could also be beat. And, and that's why last week, pastor setting the table with what our praise does. If you don't believe your praise does anything, you're in trouble. Just like if you don't believe when you pray it does anything. Think of somebody going out, guy going out to, to play basketball or something. He's like, hey, man. Coach is like, hey, man, you, you ready to kill this? Man? He's like, I don't know what I, <laughs> it's not, there's the bench. There is the bench. I want somebody confident. God wants you more confident in him. God wants you more confident in what he can do. He does. He needs you more confident. We're asking God all these questions in prayer. God, how am I going to get there? And this is the journey. And you see this, right? And he's not, he, he knows about all that going on. But there's a two-sided thing going on here. There's what God has going and there's what I have to do. It's a two-part thing. Me and God are in relationship. Oftentimes, we will miss out out of failure to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit's like, hey, I'll get you there. But the result is I need you to read more. I'll get you there, but I need 7 a.m. prayer. Ugh. So it's all uncomfortable, but you're already uncomfortable. You might as well make the move and start shifting. If it's already been hell and high water from this, you got to go up from there. But you have to make the steps to not die at that gate. You got you to gotta want it, not, and it's hard. That's why who you surround yourself with is key, man. And that's what kills me because there was four of them. They all had leprosy. 
Misery loves company. But you got to be careful who you hang it, who you put yourself around. Because when I'm in a dark cave or I'm at the gate, the last thing I want is somebody that wants to die by the gate. Because even if I might think I'm dying, I don't certainly don't want to. Lord, give me somebody that will be come by the gate. I see you at the gate. God has so much more for you, and he is not done, regardless of how you feel. I'm taking, we're leaving. We're, we're leaving from this gate. We're leaving from this gate. Here these four leopard men are at a crossroads on what to do. Having a choice to stay there. And, and this is one of the biggest things. As being a believer, God gives free will. You could tell me all day long. Vince, God loves you. Man, he's got a big plan for you. All this stuff, hey, you know, God's called you to do this, that. But guess what? I still have to do that for myself. I, I still have to walk that thing out. And this is where people get in trouble with prophecies. I'm not saying prophecies are bad by any means. I'm not saying God doesn't move and speak. But what we do is God gives a word, and while it might be confirmation and it might be thus saith the Lord, and you know that, we won't do anything with the word. We'll just sit on it. And it's like, I've been waiting nine years for that. God ain't done nothing yet. Yeah, because it's a two-fold deal. He spoke it just like in the Bible. He would speak a word, and then they still had to do an action to manifest and bring that word to life. There had to be a two-fold deal there. You can get very ticked off sitting and waiting on God to do something that he's waiting on you to do. You can. You can. Don't die in depression because you're ticked off at God because of what's not happening. Don't, don't allow the enemy to kill you there at that spot. Don't let him take you down that road. I'm sharing James chapter 1, 22. But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing him, his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he, he was. Got to be doers. The devil does not care what I say, how much I, how much I run my mouth. He cares about application. He cares about action. Is he making the steps to be a threat? Some of you guys are getting attacked, and you're shocked. And you're like, God, what's going on? You didn't know you were a threat? You forgot? Don't get it twisted. You forgot you were a threat to the kingdom of darkness? You just thought that you were a woman of God? You just thought that you were a man of God? So you just do this Christian thing and just go to church and be on your merry way? No. The enemy's job is to take you out. His job is to attempt to. And I, I really don't even know who this is for this morning. I want to talk about the word perseverance. It is to it is continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties. Despite difficulties. So first thing, number one, let me get my feelings out the way. Because if those are anywhere in the vicinity, I won't, get the, I won't do what God, I won't be obedient. And, and that's what the devil wants to do. He wants you to live and die by your feelings. 
because in turn, you'll go nowhere. You need direction on the job. You need direction with the marriage. We have to get connected and in sync with the Holy Spirit. We have to get going in the morning. We have to get going in the morning. How we, how, how we just go about the day and just let the day just do its thing. Let me move on. There's something that, there's a little small illustration that, uh, that I got. I wasn't looking for it. I was praying and preparing for this sermon. And so I got this. Well, you, you might not be able to see it. That's okay. Um, I just have this quarter here, just a normal quarter. So the illustration is this. This is, if I got a penny for every time I heard this, I might be rich. This is the illustration of it is what it is. And how many times do you hear that just a day? How many times do you hear somebody say it is what it is per day, right? So here's the illustration. I hope and pray this blesses you as much as it did me. You got a two-sided coin here in this quarter. Now, it is what it is. All right, keep that in mind. On one side, the top side, it is what it is. You have things that there's literally nothing you can do about but pray, right? Okay, fair. Flip the coin. Things that we call it is what it is. Things that I could do something about, I just don't want to. Things that I could do something about, I'm just lazy. Things that I could do something about, I just refuse to. But I'm going to call it, it is what it is. Did you catch it? And the more you pray and get in sync with the Holy Spirit, I don't know how he talks to you, but he's very blunt with me. He's like, no, you don't, you have a problem. You're lazy. You're lazy. Just call, call a spade a spade already. Spade a spade. You're lazy. So here's what I love about the Holy Spirit, guys. He will give clarity. In one fashion, I think of him as a, as a secretary for God. Because as stuff comes in, he separates it for me. I begin to pray. I begin to pray. God begins, like answers begin to come in. And I go to him for clarity. And he can separate. Yep, this is part of the plan of God. Nope, that, yeah, you need to file 13, burn that. You understand how powerful that is. Getting going in the morning, getting in sync with God in the morning, allowing, getting our focus right, getting our mind right. And another, and, a, and another thing with these guys, another thing with these guys, I, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine. They have a skin disease. Here they are at a gate. One, hey, let's just, let's just not bother. Let's just, let's just forget it. Let's just sit here and die. But I love how one of them had a little something one of them had to have a little something to ask themselves, hey, we may, not, we may not have to do this. Like, why are we sitting here till we die? We may not have to do this. There might be another way. There might be another option. Oh, I feel that for somebody right now, for God. It, there might be another option. But the devil's job is to scare you and terrify you 
in hopes that you'll die at the gate. Mm, man, Lord, work with whoever that's for. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And that's why God gave me this text. That's why God gave me this text. Because they had every reason to want to give up and die. We already have leprosy. Can't go anywhere from there. And one says, why do we sit here until we die? If we go in the city, the famine. Think food shortages. Think the worst of things to that regard. We'll die there. If we go to this army over here, well, they may kill us. But then they might not. And here's, this is the perfect picture. Because sometimes, and I'm guilty of it, sometimes this is how we act. Sometimes we forget. That's why we did unchangeable. That's why we did unshakable. That's why we did unstoppable. That's why we did that. Sometimes you forget how good and big and powerful God is. So sometimes he doesn't bring the bad situation. He might allow it so he can show his glory, so he can show how powerful and how big and how good he really is. And keep this in mind. I don't know who this is for. What you're going through is not even for you. You can be upset. You can be ticked off. But it's not even for you. It's for somebody else that needs to see God move. He's going to take care of you. Trust him. But it's for somebody that's watching you that you don't even know about. Don't quote me because I can't remember when it was. I know I worked, I was a manager for Walmart back in 2015. Um, I got chronic migraines because I had allergic reaction to some medicine. And I could not talk. It cut off my speech for well over a month. And if the medicine reaction was so bad, it would cause me to, and I'm not making fun, but it, it would cause me to like have episodes you know, like Tourette's where I would like, I would make noises from my diaphragm up and I couldn't, I could not talk at all. And when it first happened, it took me by surprise. So my first reaction was, God, how could you let this happen to me? That was my first reaction. Like, God, are you serious? Like, I try to do everything. I, <laughs> I went all in. Hey, you can laugh. That is fine. This is real. So, and I'm going to be real. So I was like, God, are you serious? Like, what are you doing? How could you let this happen? I was blown away. I was like, God, how'd you? He doesn't have to explain anything to me. He does not have to come out and tell me why his card hand is what it is. He doesn't have to do that. But he did. So I couldn't talk for over a month. I worked, like I said, I was a manager at Walmart. And I had not gone in to show them, you know, what was going on with me. Um... And Britt was like, babe, they need to see how bad this is. And, I, of course, I was embarrassed. You know, I couldn't talk um, at all or anything. So we get to Walmart, and I don't know why I'm telling this, but it, I, I just trust Holy Spirit is for somebody. But I'm bawling when I get out of the car because I'm, I can't control it. Literally, I have to text my wife to say something because I can't audibly just say, you know, words. And so we get into Walmart, and um, I'm just a wreck walking in, and they got, I, I, I guess the customers were probably ticked off because every single worker and manager was lined up in the break room to see me, to see what was going on. 
and I heard the Holy Spirit say, when we walked in, I'm going to, I'm going to show you why I allowed this. He said, I didn't show, he, he, he didn't say I brought it. He, catch for somebody. He didn't say I brought it. He said, I'm going to show you why I allowed it. And the workers, like, I wrote down what I wanted Britt to read to them in a card. And I said, you know, this is, you know, tell them all I love them. I really appreciate their prayers. And um, I didn't know who all was. I knew one of them was a believer. But there was somebody that was, you know, that had talked to me about God, but they said they're not a believer. And they're all giving me hugs, and we're all crying. It's a wreck. Anyway, she comes up to me. I'm not going to say her name or anything. She comes up to me. She gives me this big hug, and she said, Vince, I want you to know because of you, I now believe and serve God. Because of your faith and you not quitting. And the Holy Spirit said, that's why I let it, allowed it. That's why I allowed it. And I changed my tune. I changed my tune. I said, Lord, if, if lives get saved out of it, I changed my tune. Because that's eternity. That's eternity. I said, Lord, if somebody comes to you and gives their life to you because of this, in spite of this, I'm game. Now, that didn't happen overnight. It took a process for me to come to grips with the fact that I'm going to have to put my full trust in my coach. Even though to me, even though I'm mad and upset at the situation, he's telling me to kick a field goal on first down, which does not happen. What are you thinking? God does that. He will call weird play calls at the craziest time. And you'll just have to roll with it and trust. He sees something you don't. He sees something you don't. And it's, it's crazy because they have this football fan. You already know. So they have this sideline coach cam where they'll show the angle from the sideline. And I almost got, I got blown, I started to get blown away by that because um, one time, football fans know what I'm talking about, when they fly the cameras directly over the line of scrimmage and all the players, and you can see an overview look, and they're right here, which is sick, that's a different perspective than what the coach sees on the sideline. So how crazy is it to trust someone off to the side that is seeing something that I don't? Didn't know where I was going there for a minute, did you? Yeah. Got that in there. Got that in there. It's hard. It becomes hard to trust God sometimes. It does with certain things. But I have to begin to know through reading the word. That, that's the key. I don't just know because I know. I know because I'm, I have to start spending more time with God. Then he starts to build the spirit man inside me. I don't just wake up. Yeah. It's a good day to serve the Lord. Yeah, I'm ready to punch the devil in the mouth, kick him in the throat, all that good stuff. Don't just get out of bed like that. It'd be nice. <laughs> Don't just get out of bed like that. But spending time with God builds that fire. Builds. Did you catch that? Spending that time with him is going to build that fire. As a man, as a husband, as a father, as a dad, it's going to begin to build that fire. It's gonna, as a woman of God, it's going to begin to build that, that fire inside, that drive inside. And yes, we have an amazing church family here. Man, it's hard during the week, though. You're going to, a, you're going to these jobs. I'm going to these. We're going to a job. We're going to a workplace. Some of them toxic. Hello. 
Hello. You have, you have multiple reasons sometimes to, to want to quit. That's why, that's why I said with the power of the whole, through the Holy Spirit, I'm going to speak to everything in you that wants to say screw it. I'm going to speak to everything in you that says let's just put it down. Let's just leave that one alone. It takes too much effort. I'm drained. I am tapped. Leave me alone. I want to sit at the gate. I want to sit at the gate. Moving on. Is anybody being blessed by this this morning? Please catch this. It's not just about having a better week. It's about your journey. Did you get that? It's not just about, hey, we're fired up. This is Sunday. Tomorrow's Monday. Yeah, we're going to hit the devil in the mouth. You know, coming off that momentum, that's great. But it's also about, it's about your journey as a believer. It's about your journey. You might be at a job you absolutely hate. You absolutely despise waking up and going there. Just know this. I feel like I'm supposed to encourage you with this this morning. Know this. God has a reason you're there. You might not see it. <laughs> I'll be real. I, didn't, I, I don't blame you if you don't because there's a lot, a couple jobs I've been at. I did not see it. But you know what? It's not my job to, to see everything all the time and to know the facts and to know the, because if we had it, I don't know how y'all are. I like knowing all the details ahead of time, right? Ahead of time. Tell me where we're going. Tell me what we're going to do. Okay, yeah, tell me what time. I like the details. Here's the thing about God. A lot of times he's not giving you anything. No deets. No deets. No details. You don't get any of the fill-in. I'm not going to let you know. You know why? Because that requires faith. It requires you to lean. It requires you to trust. It requires you to move and shift. And if he gave me and gave you all the details, oftentimes you wouldn't go anywhere. Because you'd be like, I don't like that plan. I'm going to stay right here. Bless God. Why would I go that way? <laughs> They're going to kill us. So, I, I mean, that's how we get, though. But the Holy Spirit's job is not to coddle you. His job is not to comfort me and say, oh, you poor thing. You poor, poor thing. Let me show you some love. That's not his job. That's not his job. His job is to get you somewhere. His job is to get you somewhere. And I want you, you you've got to keep that in mind this morning. I got another scripture. 1 Peter 4 and 12. This might have not been up there. I'm sorry, Ashley and Zach, if this one's not up there. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fury trial, which is to try you. Hold up. Do not, I got to go back. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fury trial, which is to try you. I'm going to translate that for you. Don't worry. In other words, stop taking your attacks personally. I, somebody was, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Stop taking your attacks personally. That was something that God had hit me with. You're taking it personal. Stop taking it personal. The devil wants you to take it personal. Because when I take it personal, the attack, now I get caught in my feelings. Then I'm not open. God uses man. God uses man. God will use men and women that serve him to speak stuff. 
to share stuff with you. And I just feel like God wants me to share this with you. But if I take all my attacks personally, now I have closed off a wall to even if the Holy Spirit's given you a word to speak through you to me, now I have cannot receive it. I cannot receive it. Who all has walls up? Because though God wants to guide you and direct you and speak these things and give you answers, you have a wall up because you're taking your attacks personally. But if God can get you to know, remember, and think that I'm trying to take you somewhere and attacks is part of the package. It's part of the package. And guess what? I'm more afraid of God and knowing how powerful he is than worried about the attacks that the enemy can bring. The attacks that the enemy can bring. That's a, you know what that is? That's a mindset shift. That's a mindset shift. That's what that is. That doesn't happen overnight. That comes again by the time I spend with God. This is why the devil, I'm telling you, this is why I'm not going to do anything. He's, I'm not going to do anything. What, what are you going to do, Satan? I'm just going to steal their time. They'll self-destruct. I'll just steal their time. Because time is the one thing you don't get back. I can even get my money back sometimes. Sometimes. But time I cannot get back. Once it's gone, it's gone. So the devil's mindset is to play a game based around time. Off of one thing that you don't get back. To try to stop you from where God wants to take you. And where he's placed you. And take inventory. And I know I've said, God's had me say this before. But begin to take inventory. If you're at a gate this morning of any kind. It doesn't have to be one where these four men have leprosy. But if you're at a gate of any kind. Who's at the gate? Is there anybody at the gate with you? What are they like? Well, that sounds personal. It's important. It's important. It is so crucially important. I don't even know a, a way to put this to you other than it's like a team that is unstoppable. Why? Because they have leaders, they rally around, they communicate, they get behind, they do whatever it takes to demolish the other guys, to take them out. They rally together. Who's at the gate? If you're at the gate, who's there? Is it somebody that is determined that they want to die there? Because I'm not. Should I arrive in a pit of depression? Should I arrive at a gate of fear? Should I arrive at a gate of doubt? Should I arrive at a gate of a financial stress? Or a, a, a job thing or a marriage thing? Whatever the situation, should I arrive at that gate? Who's at that gate with me? Because I'm not planning on staying here. I can't afford to. You cannot, God said, me, you cannot afford to stay at the gate. The journey is too great. There's too much God wants you to do. I know you thought you were done, but you're not. God has other plans. But he's, we're going to have to learn to adjust and move as God leads us to. The word adjust. To adapt or conform to oneself as to new conditions. That was big. Did you catch that? The word adjust means to adapt or conform oneself 
as to new conditions, to be able to adjust. And this is why taking the day is huge because one moment, one text, one phone call, anything could change your day. Anything. And adjusting on the fly is hard. It's tough. Not a natural thing. That's going to take the Holy Spirit. That's going to take me putting in some extra time with God to build me. God, as I read the word, God, as I read the word, though I don't feel like it, Holy Spirit, open things up to me. Increase my desire. Ask him for that. My job is to ask him for that. Don't always feel that. We don't always feel that as believers. So now when I go to work in a toxic environment and all they want to tell, tell me is how bad our president is and how gas prices suck and this, that, and the other, I have a defense system now that can do something with the garbage and the trash that is set before me. You just needed a good defensive system. But that takes time and development with the Holy Spirit, time with God. God build me. So what am I doing? I'm waking up, I'm... I'm, I'm Beginning to speak out and praise God, though I don't feel it in here. Though I don't feel it up here. I'm starting, Lord, Holy Spirit, help me to train myself to trust you that if I step out in action and begin to do this thing, you will also come alongside me and begin to shift this thing. Hello. Praying for God to move in all these places but sitting there dying at the gate, refusing to get up. That's what happens oftentimes. God, do it, move it. And he's saying, move you. I need you to get up. I need you to choose to take a step. Because I want to, I have things that I'm wanting to do, but when you refuse, because of free will, you tie my hands. You tie my hands. Learn to take the day. Learn to take the day. And if we're talking about anything getting killed, kill the mindset. It is what it is. It is what it is. Let that just, Holy Spirit, just take that and burn that. Take that and burn that. Because the enemy will use that to begin to stop you. He will use that to begin to take you out. John 16, 33. John 16, 33. I don't know if that one was in there anyway. I'm sorry, guys. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus. Can we praise him right there? Can we praise him right there? Twofold duo. He told you it's going to get bad. He told you. Then he came out and gave you the answer that was that he is the answer as a result. It's going to get bad. These things are going to happen, but I need you to... Be of good cheer. I need you, though tomorrow's Monday and you go back into that toxic job, though you now have to face that person that you absolutely cannot stand and fight to, to not punch, 
be real. <laughs> look, look, we got we got an amen corner right here. <laughs> he told you these things are coming. And and you know what? I'm gonna give you this. You know, we feed into the enemy sometimes. He likes to play checkers, is what he does. He likes to jump, he likes to start chaos. He likes to jump all around the board. God's more on the chess level. There's so much thought that goes into one move. One move. And the toughest thing about most people, including me, we don't have patience to wait for the move. Can we be real? Can we be real and give God a praise? Most of the time, we don't have the patience to wait for the, the move to develop, if not manifest. He's trying to shift you to something and do it. You're like, I'm, I'm barren as good as I can, God, but can you help a sister, a brother out? Right? So that's where, guys, that's where time, time, time with him in the morning. It doesn't literally have to be in the morning. But having that time, building that, allowing the Holy Spirit to come in. And see, I don't know why, and I'm guilty of this, especially when I was a young believer. You just think that when you get saved, God comes in and now I have this outrageously out of control fire inside me that causes me to read 80, 80 chapters a day and pray for 14 hours a day. And like, yeah, no. It does not work that way. So I'm sorry what you were told, or if you think that that's a thing, that's why it is called a relationship. We have to build this thing. And oftentimes, this is why you have people that have been in the, I'm going to get in trouble. Let me find somewhere to hide. Lord, Lord, help me. This is why you have people that have been in the church for 20 years, but their relationship with the Lord is not developing or going anywhere. Pastor, pastor hid behind this, so I know I can fit behind this. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, we're going to lead that along. Uh, this is why you have that. This is why you have believers. Is this helping anybody? This is why you have believers that never mature. Oh, mic drop. Boom, all that. Believers that never go anywhere. They've been to church their whole life. Because they never start treating God as a relationship. It's just a Sunday thing that I got going on. It's just a, you know, I talk to him when all hell breaks loose and, you know, the town burns down and, you know, everything, all hell breaks loose. That's when I talk to God. Yeah, we have have this great understanding. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. But the Holy Spirit... Has sent me this morning because I, this, this is just how I feel. And different people, I don't know who exactly, but it's almost like he's pulling on you. He's pulling on you to grow. He's pulling on you to get hungry. He's pulling on you to spiritually get thirsty. He's pulling on you to advance. And I don't know who's at that gate. I don't know, like, all I know is God said, this is what you have to share. Because I believe right now, especially with things going on in our world, the enemy has got believers willing to die at the gate because they've lost all hope and just say, well, it's done deal anyway. And they sat down. And guess what? 
if I'm not at the gate, I believe I have a responsibility. Because if you're at the gate, we got to get you down the road. We got to get you out of there. I believe that's the responsibility of the believer. Don't watch your brother and sister sit there and die. Man and woman of God, get up. You don't feel like it. We're going to drag you today. Because God has a calling on your life. God is not done with you. He's wanting to take you somewhere. Learn to take the day. Will it take more preparation? Yes. Will it take more effort to step up? Yes. Will it force you to sacrifice your time now to empower you later? Yes. But who's willing to pay the cost of admission? And that's what happens a lot of times. God wants to, you're like, oh my gosh, we get so fired up. The Holy Spirit, God wants me to do this. And then you look at cost of admission, you're like, cost of admission's high because everyone's not going where God's calling you. Everyone's not going. And that's tough. But I, you still, I still have to walk the plan of God to the best that I can. I still choose that I'm going anyway. I love you, but I'm going anyway. And so oftentimes the enemy, people out by the gate with whatever situation, the enemy, see, sometimes, and this is the, this is the crazy part, sometimes he doesn't have to send a, a, a demon to make you not sleep. Sometimes he doesn't have to. You, some, sometimes in a rough season, you put yourself, I put myself at the gate sometimes. Right? And the Holy Spirit's like, no, come on. And this is where the power of each other is so key. I want to I read on. Go to uh, verse 5 with these, with these four men that had leprosy. And they arose at twilight to go. Hold up. They arose, and they arose at twilight to go. They made a decision. They made a decision. They, a decision was mentioned, and then action was taken. That's huge. Verse 5. And they arose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, <laughs> to their surprise, no one was there. Six, for the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear noises of chariots and noises of horses, the noises of a great army. Stop. You're terrified. God's just trying to get, yeah. With your little mustard seed of faith, give me a little bit of obedience. Give me a little bit of obedience. I'm already, he's already ahead of you. He's already on the other side. He are, he's already on the other side. Give me a little bit of obedience. God is about to blow your mind. If we'll step out in faith. You know, you know what, you know what stops us a lot of times? I'm guilty as charged. You want the outcome before, before yeah, I, I gotcha. You want the outcome before you step out. And it, God does not work that way. He has always spoken out of his spirit in faith 
to the faith in the man or woman of God. Then it was their choice with, to take with what God said to either sit on it or move out. To sit on it or move out. What will you do? I don't know if you're at the gate. Praise team, can you guys come? I'm almost done. God wants to break down mental barriers that are stopping you from advancing for him. He wants to break down mental barriers that are stopping you from advancing. I love how sometimes, sometimes God just puts it to me plain and simple. He said it's like a baseball player scared of the ball. If you got kids that play, if you've played, you know what I'm talking about. That kid will never hit. That kid will never hit till that's overcome. Because as soon as he gets to that box, even before he gets to that box, what's the number one thing he's thinking? I'm going to get hit. I'm scared, of, and he's terrified of the ball. Until you get over that. And I played a little bit, and the most amazing thing is, all the, and there weren't many. The guys afraid of the ball that were terrified never hit and did anything. The guys that overcome the fear somehow were the best hitters on the team. Sometimes they're just like that illustration. God wants to empower us to move, to shift for him so that we can do damage to the enemy. And I know sometimes we're thinking, well, God, I don't know what that looks like. And he's saying good. He's saying good because now you have to trust me. Now you have to trust me. One thing that the enemy does is he uses things that haven't even happened yet to scare you, to get you scared so that you won't go anywhere. These four men at the gate, they have every reason to not want to go anywhere, to not want to do anything. And I don't know where everybody is with what you got going on in your life, but you might have some situations, some things going on that are giving you every reason to not advance. But I'm telling you, even if it's just for one person, God sent me here this morning with this word to say, don't die at that gate. Don't voluntarily quit and sit down and hang it up. Muster seed of faith. Muster seed. That might be all you have left. That might be all you feel like you have left. God says, give me that. Give me that and I'll make more with it. Give me that, and I'll begin to empower you. You need a desire to read my word more? Ask me for it. Let's, let's be in... I, I feel that pull. God's saying, I want to be in communication more with you. I want us to spend more time together because the things that you need me to improve, the areas where you need strength is going to come from our times together telling you another simple illustration it's like a player coach relationship when the other side is looking at that team like we can't beat them guys the player and coach relationship the chemistry 
God wants us to build spiritual chemistry with him so that when the enemy comes in like a flood, maybe even tomorrow, since I got out of bed and I was not only praising God, though I didn't feel like it, though my body hurt, I was declaring things and asking God to help me this day and speaking out in faith, even though I don't feel like it, even though I don't feel like I have much faith left. I was doing it anyway. And out of my obedience and faithfulness to try, that's for somebody. God, the Holy Spirit said, try. I'm, I'm with you to empower you. Give me some effort. I'm gonna need some effort. This is gonna stretch you. This is gonna hurt. You're already uncomfortable. You're already uncomfortable. I'm stretching you and it hurts and you wanna die at the gate, but I have bigger plans. Will you go with me? Will you go with me? Thanks again for listening to the River Audio Podcast. We hope that these weekly sermons are an encouragement to your life. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at theriverworshipcenter.org and on Facebook and Instagram at The River.